Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamer Succeed podcast. You are in for a real treat. I promise you, if you know her already, you know why I'm so excited. And if you don't know her yet, you will, within the next few minutes, understand why I am so excited to bring you today's guest. She is a physician, a best-selling author, a health and wellness expert. She's also a motivational speaker and the founder and star of the highly acclaimed Dr. Mom Show. We're going to talk a little bit about that today so that you can get to know her, but she's an amazing agent for change, um, for bringing out the best in others. And as if all of that wasn't enough and impressive enough, um, she's the mom of amazing triplets. So I am a huge fan and I want you to please help me welcome Dr. Deline. Woo! Hello, hello. Yay. I'm so happy you're here. Listen, I know your schedule is like crazy busy. Uh, so I, you have no idea how grateful I am that you have made the time um, to, to, to be on the show and to just share with our, our audience uh, your light and your beautiful energy. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, first and <laughs> foremost, for having me on. It's my privilege to be on here with you. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you for that. Now, how are things in your neck of the woods? Good, good. I mean, it's been busy. Like you said, yeah. um, the numbers, unfortunately, of COVID are going up. So we've just been a little bit more mindful than, again, just staying busy. Yeah, staying busy. And the kids are doing well? Kids are doing well. They're in school with their little masks on. Okay. So <laughs> how was that? How was that adjustment? Good, good. I think I always just have to remind them to wash their hands, mm -hmm. no hugging, just air hugs. That's probably right. the biggest thing. You know, kids just love hugging each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just always have to remind them about that. And I'm sure they're excited to be back with their friends after, yes. after a long, a long spell. But, but Dr. Deline, that's a, that's a really interesting question. I wanted to talk to you about it just because you have such a unique perspective as a physician on what is happening with the world. And I don't want to dwell on it, but I do want um, you as a mom and, and your, your kiddos are now back in school. Again, you're being mindful. How, is, how important it is, is it for us to be really educating, not from a fear perspective, but really planting those seeds into the minds of our little ones on, on how to navigate so much confusion that seems to be that even the, the highest of officials don't really know what to make of this. Yeah, I think that's such a great question um, for multiple aspects, because first of all, I do want to say definitely don't be fearful or drive fear into your kids. I think that's probably one of the worst things you can do because they'll just grow up in that fear and live in that fear. And one thing I say, you know, as far as kids touching handrails or escalator handles or doorknobs, uh, try not to yell at them if they do it. You know, you have to remember they're little kids. They touch a whole bunch of things. Just, you know, calmly say, hey, you know, just educate them about germs. There's other viruses out there. Like now it's flu season. Colds will go up at this point, too. So it's just really important to educate them and remind them, hey, you know, there's germs on there. We don't want to touch that. There's a virus going around. Same thing with the masks. And then how we act also, you know, we need to be examples with washing our hands, social distancing, wearing our mask, because if they see us doing it, they'll follow suit. 
so with even my kids, people were always asking, how do they keep their masks on all day and they don't fuss about it? But, you know, I say my husband and I, you, they've always seen us wear a mask. And now you, with everything with COVID, they see us wearing the mask when we go outside too. So I really think it's important to be an example and don't yell at them if they do something. Just remind them of what's happening and why we need to be careful. And then the other thing that is important if you have older kids is just that communication. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things on social media, on the news, and everything isn't correct. And a lot of things are there to almost drive fear into you. So everything, mm -hmm. every day, I always say whether daily at dinner time or once a week, just do a check-in to see how your kids are doing, how they're doing with virtual learning in school, kind of update on what's going on in your community. I think it's really important to know about COVID and in your community because each community is so different from the one next to it. So don't be fearful because your community may be doing awesome <laughs> and you know it may be doing worse in another state. Uh, so definitely don't look at just the general numbers. Look at what's going on in your community. So again, that communication is also really important. I love it. I love it. And thank you for, for chiming in on that because I was just so curious, especially as parents, you know, I, my, my granddaughter uh, is eight and she's homeschooled anyway. So it wasn't like there was, we didn't really feel a shift in the normalcy of our life when this hit, you know, it's, it's very easy for yeah. me to work from home. I have my office and the, the, my clients who were comfortable with it, we'd meet at the office and not a big deal, but, but it, it didn't, it didn't interfere with my work life to work from home. It didn't interfere with my granddaughter. You know, she couldn't do karate mm -hmm. and she couldn't do the extracurriculars, but we figured that out. But it was funny because, you know, I've, I'm always, I've always been like a, a germaphobe, right? I just don't like touching stuff. So I, every car <laughs> I had the antibacterial and people would be like, Hey, how are you finding antibacterial? I go, I just, I always carry antibacterial. Every, I could go to, I could be on a flight to Hawaii. Yeah and have 20 layovers in a 24 hour span <laughs> and I can be in the airport all day and I don't touch anything. That's not mine, yeah. but that's just how I am. Yeah. So with the kids, when they started when they were first potty <laughs> trained, you know, and you have to take them into a public restroom. My thing was always just hands up, you know, hands up. I'll, I'll do everything. It. Don't worry about it. Yes. But it really is again, not from a place of fear, but almost you make it uh, normal. I think it's yes. like you yes. said, it helps the kids were probably, super stoked that now they get to wear yeah. masks like mom and dad yeah so. yeah and i mean just get some fun masks if yeah. you get things they love like superheroes or what unicorns and butterflies they'll love it and i <laughs> love what you said about you know making them that this is the normal because to be honest with you i don't necessarily think covid i mean i'm you know i don't work for the nih right, or anything right. like that but <laughs> Just from my opinion, you know, I don't necessarily think COVID is going anywhere. No. Um, hopefully, you know, if they do come up with a vaccine, I'll be a little bit more controlled in the sense of how the flu has a season. So hopefully we'll see a time in the year where the numbers go down. Right. But I think it's our new normal is something we're just going to have to learn to live with. So I think you hit the nail on the head by saying, you know, get them into those habits because right. at this point it would probably be normal. Yeah. And if it's not, even if it, if it wasn't something, you know, how we tend to forget very easily. Um, but there may be something else that comes along the line yeah. and, and it's better if yeah. we're just, if that becomes part of the normal way we do life. Exactly. So I love that. Okay. Can we talk because see, this is exactly the sort <laughs> of thing that, that with Dr. Mom, as you are your Dr. Mom show, as you are, um, just having conversations with your guests uh, who come from different areas and with different 
issues that they're facing, you're able to breathe life not only into, listen, the parenting is the parenting. It's not all about what is happening, but you, you really get to bring such a unique perspective. So can you tell us a little bit about how that idea came to be and how that started? Because see, I know, and I, I just <laughs> fell in love with you from our first conversation, um, but, but I would love for, for the audience to really learn how you took that seed of a dream especially with every excuse not to have time to do anything extra and and we're able to to create something so unique yes um so i had the triplets we got pregnant with triplets god god obviously thought that my husband and i were capable enough of taking care of triplets and again they're almost five and everybody's accounted for we still have three <laughs> so far so good uh, but after I had the babies, the hecticness, I don't even, half of it is a blur after they were born. Sure. I just remember being in a robe all day, not <laughs> else um, only feeding them and then pumping and right. then like doing it all over again. But, um, a little while after having them, you know, I just felt God laid it on my heart just about one. I had the expertise of a physician. Mm-hmm. And then now I had the expertise of a mom times three, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden I was just, you know, launched into this field with three kids. And I thought to myself, how cool would it be to be able to share both my expertise as a physician, but then now also my experience as a mother of triplets. Mm-hmm. And I've really enjoyed just combining sharing medical information, but also those like tips and hacks of being a parent and not only, you know, a parent to triplets, but I think it's something special just being a parent, even with one child. Right. I love it. I love it. So, so, so how did it, how did it occur to you to say, listen, there's a need, obviously you, you saw that there was a need for, for someone who could offer that, that, that word, of encouragement that from a level of expertise, from a level of, listen, we know that we struggle and, and we struggle just being moms sometimes yeah. of one, like you said, much less yeah. having three or I met a lady the other day who has eight and, and I'm <laughs> like, that's beautiful. And you know, but, but, but so, so the, the show itself, when, when you said, listen, I, I want to put myself in a position of service and and be out there what is what how did that how did that happen well i think a part of it was just the teaching aspect and also you know parents always get online you know the one thing is there's google now there's so much technology there's so many things that people have access to that they haven't in the past and i will say this is probably like horrible for me to say like even though i am dual boarded in internal medicine and pediatrics and i like to say you know i take care of patients from the cradle to the grave right 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 (laughs) that you know I love my babies and my kids and I love older patients because both Mm -hmm. of those populations don't really use a computer they don't go around googling it's the middle-aged people (laughs) you know the young adults who google stuff and they're coming like oh why are we doing this or I have this yeah Um, but there's so much information on there. You know, you Google something and you've always had either HIV or cancer or whatever. Right, you know. right. And everybody's now depressed. Probably, yeah, and, and now depressed. it's probably COVID. You can Google something like yeah. that. Oh, you have COVID. 
Um, so, so people Google and they find things and, you know, there is good information out there, but not all the information out there is reliable. Not mm -hmm. all of it is in the medical field. We use the term evidence-based. Like when we practice, we say we practice evidence-based medicine. We just don't willy-nilly say, oh, we're going to do this or do that just sporadically. It is, there is thought behind it. There is research behind it. Um, so that was part of it because especially parents with their children, moms with their children mm -hmm. come and they say, you know, I saw on this blog <laughs> that, you know, this mom did, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, let's not do that. <laughs> And it is, it's almost unfortunate because people yeah. lean towards listening to celebrities, listening to influencers versus somebody. I mean, it, it is a little hurtful, I will say, for those listening, <laughs> don't tell your doctors that, hey, I looked at an influencer or a blog because it kind of hurts our feelings because, you know, we've dedicated quite a bit of our lives yeah. to study and do what we do. And ultimately, you know, we take an oath not to do harm right. and not to be negligent. So I just want to remind you that as physicians, we truly do care and we truly want the best for you and your children. Um, so that for sure was part of it, the just offering that information and so that people could also have a better conversation with their physician. I know sometimes we're guilty of kind of using these big words and as patients mm -hmm. are just sitting there nodding, acting like they understand. Yes, yes. Um, but I think with my show, I tr really try to break it down. So when parents go or people go to the doctor, they can say like, Hey, you know, what about this? Or I need this screening or what if we do this, you know? Um, so again, just a better conversation, better educated about medicine itself. Yeah. I love that. So, and, and basically what you're doing is, is, is empowering them. And listen, I'm one of those people that says my husband and we've been married for 33 years should not have access to Google or WebMD ever, like ever. I, I just say, stay away from it. And I know people who, because that's it. And I tell him, yeah, if, if you have a medication that you know you need to take, just don't read the side effects. Don't you're read, gonna, yes! You're gonna, <laughs> if the doctor gives it to you because you need it, don't bother because you know what? You have love to take it, it anyway. And I love it. You're going to start suffering from everything before you even pop that first pill <laughs> yes. because that's just so true. But, yes. um, but I love that. And it sounds <laughs> like your show is bringing that bedside manner so that when you go in to have a conversation or a consult of any kind, you're coming in with a, especially that they're hearing it from you and, mm -hmm. and they're seeing you when you're this young, beautiful woman who has all oh, this thank you. knowledge and expertise. <laughs> and, and you know what? We show up differently. I think the posture yes. even as a patient is differently. So I really appreciate that because we're coming from a place of not just having to pretend we understand what they're saying and then try to Google it when we get home, but really from a position of, of again, being, feeling empowered to listen. If I don't understand, I want to ask the question. Yes. But, so true. Yeah. And I think that's so important. I always say that whether it's your physician or your child's physician, that relationship you have with your doctor, you should be able to ask questions. You should be able to say, you know, why do I need this medicine or how does this medication work? Because I love getting those questions for my patients because to tell you the truth, my, my experience has been that if a patient truly understands their disease process, they will understand why I'm treating them in a certain way and what our ultimate goal is instead of just saying, oh, you have this and we're doing this X, Y, and Z and there's no explanation or questions. If there's questions and explanations, 
you so understand why we do what we do. And I think that helps motivate people because they're like, Hey, I'm doing this so I can get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that, that relationship definitely does help and that openness and communication does help too. Yeah. And that's a huge deal. And I think Dr. D and we were talking about it a little bit before we got on online that you really take the time with your patients, you know, patiently with your patients. I know that every time that I've visited with a, with a doctor and it's been, whether it's been something normal or something big, when they, when they're taking that time, like you're the only person that matters Mm -hmm. when you're in that office and they might have a waiting room full of people, maybe not now, but, (laughs) but, but you feel like, listen, he, I, he is not going to leave me until I'm completely satisfied with what's happening. Do you see that that's something that in the medical world uh, because of the demands and maybe the demands of, of, of insurances or medical boards, or I don't know what it is. Do you see that that's something that, that is lacking? Or do you see that because maybe even because of the pandemic, it's something that we're coming back to? Uh, I think it's something, unfortunately, that medicine has gone away from. Uh, I always say, my husband and I always say, we would have been amazing doctors back in the day, you know, doing house calls and have it, you know, just taking your time sitting with a family, knowing that family. And that's one reason I did primary care, because I love continuity of care. I love building that rapport with my patients and their families. But now medicine has really become corporate driven. It's you know, in especially bigger cities, a lot of private practices get bought out right. by the bigger hospitals in the smaller cities. And of course, rural towns, you still have your town doctor and the smaller practices where those physicians can't spend as much time. But there is definitely today a demand on patients where they put on us, hey, you have to see X amount of patients right. within a certain amount of time. So it has become harder. And again, you know, I just want to, I just want to put in a little plug, you know, don't get upset at your doctor if they're running a little behind. Uh, Because I always say, you know, one, we don't want to run behind, you know, we have families too. I hate coming home late, you know, to, to my family. So I definitely don't like being behind. And I don't think it's anything we do purposely, you know, because if somebody's more sick, we have to spend more time with them. So just put, you know, put yourself in that shoe that, hey, if something was going on with me, I don't want my doctors to spend a little bit more time and that puts us behind or if there was an emergency that happened. So definitely always keep that in mind. I know it's frustrating when people go to the doctor and they're like, oh, I have to wait for, you know, two hours to see them. But I promise you for the majority of us, we, we aren't sitting down with our legs up. Right. <laughs> we're, we're doing something. Yeah. Um, yeah. But to go back to what you asked, yeah, I I think now the medical system is really numbers driven, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and quality is coming back. We are pushing as physicians, we are pushing for more quality in the system. So that is coming back, but there is truly a time crunch for us. Right, right. And I love that you mentioned that, uh, Dr. D, because I think a lot of times that people get frustrated, but I've had, especially, you know, when it's me, it doesn't really matter. But when it's been my kids and, and you're coming in because there's something going on, you really yeah. want that doctor to take the time to be um, sort of, you know, cover all the bases yeah. and be able to explain. Be thorough. Just mm-hmm. like on the other side, you know, my mom and my mother-in-law both lived with us for many years and every doctor's visit 
was, you know, you want to know because, and I would go because my mom would go on her own and she was independent and she would come home and she would say, everything is fine. <laughs> when I would go, it was a completely different visit. And I'd be like, is this happening every time? And she's just not asking the questions because she just wants to get in and out of here. Yeah. So, so there's so much gratitude when there's a doctor that is taking the time and explaining things and listen, this is why this is happening. And, and this is happening because of, and it just, it's a whole different feel just from your for, for your own sanity, I think. Yes. So no, I, it is. yeah, I really appreciate that. So, so tell me what, what, what do you see for the Dr. Mom show? Um, I see the Dr. Mom show being big. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I see, see it too. I see it too. <laughs> you already know that yeah. my goal is to be the future female cuter version of Dr. Oz. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I would love the Dr. Mom show to be, you know, of course, initially national and then at some point international, because I just feel right now there's nothing out there that targets moms or just parents and to really hone in on children's health, family health as a whole. And it's so important because what parents do our kids are going to do the habits we have are going to flow down to our kids. And that's a proven fact. And I don't feel right now there's anything out there that really targets that audience. So that's where I see it. I see Dr. D mama three out there on the Dr. Mom show on TV. Anybody listening? NBC, ABC. She's open. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, and just, just a fun place. Then your kids can come to the show, the live recordings. Kids can be there. It would be so much fun. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. And you know what's crazy, Dr. D, that as you're describing all of this, and I can see how uh, crucial that element of, of just bringing people into a space and forming that community and giving people that platform to be able to openly have these conversations. You're coming from a level of expertise. You're coming from a mom of three, like nobody's going to tell you, oh, you have no idea, right? <laughs> but then the other element is, is something that, and I don't know if you see it, I hope that you do, but that you are really working to create that work-life balance with such a high demand career as being a physician, a high demand on a personal level of being, you know, you have your husband, you have your family, you have your, your kids, and, and how you balance all of that when the show is internationally syndicated, right? That's right. But at the same time, even in those conversations, you're bringing in that, that human element, which I know you're, that's just who you are and really showing us that, listen, it's, it's, everything can be juggled, but we have to be real with the struggles that we're going to have because we're going to have them. And then just offering a space to be able to, to, like I said, breathe life into that. Does that, is that, I don't know, because I know I'm not just seeing it myself, right? No, I mean, that's what I see too. And I mean, I think it would just be a platform. I really want to offer a platform to other women, other moms to share their story, because I feel each mom has a story to share, you know, essentially everybody has a story to share, but each mom has a story to share. And, you know, I feel it's unfortunate because as women, I do not know why we have this gene of competition. Mm hmm. 
but women have a tendency to compete and not collaborate. Yes. But if, you know, as moms, if we came together and we learned from each other, we yes. would be beasts. We really would be like amazing. even amazing. bigger superheroes <laughs> than we are now. And that's just something I've learned from, you know, doing other things. Because on the physician side, I collaborate all the time. You know, you get a specialist if you need a heart doctor or a stomach mm -hmm. doctor, or, you know, a cancer doctor. You know, we collaborate all the time and work together as a team. But for some reason... On the flip side, as women, I don't know why we're like that, but I think, you know, that's something to reassess today that, you know, if you have a friend, if you know other moms, that, you know, you can learn something for other people. And I'm such a believer in why reinvent the wheel yes. if somebody else has done it. Like, hey, I tell you what, if I met Dr. Oz, he'd probably have to like push me aside because I'd be like, Dr. Oz, I'm going to follow you around. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to learn from you everything yes. that, you know, you can feed into me like a little sponge. And I feel that's what we need to do as moms. Like, you know, you know, you talked about that lady with eight kids. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. can I learn from you? <laughs> you know, that's who I want to learn from. She doesn't have to have multiples, exactly. um, but it's just nice to learn from other people. So yes, I would love it to be a platform for people to share if moms have had cancer mm -hmm. and they had to, you know, get chemotherapy, continue to take care of their kids and their families during that time. Uh, I know moms who are, have been homeless with their kids, you oh, know, man. I mean, these are just stories that moms can share and just impact people on a different level and just help you grow as a mom, as a parent, as a woman, mm -hmm. and just as a family too. So I think it's, I mean, I just foresee something so great and I cannot wait until it happens. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I love what you said about, about the collaborative feel. I just, um, was talking to a, a, a good friend earlier today, and we were talking about that whole stigma of the women that it's always, especially South Florida. I don't know why it's, <laughs> it's so bad here with, with the Latin women, and I can say that because I'm Latin. Um, and and it and it almost seems, but I but I but I don't see that. I think women really are collaborative. They're empowering. They're you know yeah. now it depends on who you're hanging around with, and I'm not going to yes. tell you that there's not a bad apple every now and then, but you know what? We really are we really are at our core designed to collaborate. So yes. the more of us are out there, you know, bringing that invitation, I don't believe women are out there trying to stab you in the back. Uh, no. I don't believe that. So, so then I think I don't attract it. And, yeah. and I was telling her, I do a lot of work with the Maasai women in Kenya and, and those women are extremely entrepreneurial and extremely mm. collaborative. You know, if you have the women of a village and they'll come together and one of them gets you know, a goat and, and another one might get another goat. They'll put the goats together and they'll, they'll produce and yeah. they'll make sure that everyone in the village or the community is benefiting from that. And rather than just get, okay, this is mine and this is ours. They really come together and they have this, this, this ability to do that very naturally. So I believe that that That's is just so awesome. part of our, it's part of our default. If we're yeah. not acting in that way, we're doing something outside of the alignment of what God created us to do. Yeah. As men or women, it's just that it's very, it's much more blatant with women. Yeah. 
Yeah, because, you know, if you start collaborating, I mean, even look at our relationship, you know, when you collaborate, just doors open up that you probably never even imagined um, and opportunities can open up, you know, and you just really have to let yourself go and be open to it. Yeah, I agree. And come from a, from a place of service. I love that. And that's why why I think with you, Dr. D, and I see all of this happening for you because you're coming from that place of service. And you're coming from that place of, listen, it's bigger than just me. This is not, this is, you know, you have, your kids are almost five, you said. Um, they are. What kind of world, what kind of seeds are we planting to leave the That's world right. better than, than it was when we got here for them? It's not about, you know, I always say, you know, they say you worry about the, the planting and God will take care of the harvest. It's not my job That's right. to worry about the harvest, but, but I do need to, I am responsible for the planting. So yes. I just, I just love that. So Dr. D, can you tell us a little bit? And I know a lot of people feel that, oh, 2020 was a waste. 2020 was, I'm not discounting anything that has gone out, out there in the world, but 2020 was a really good productive year for me. I know yes. it's been the case for you. Yes. Looking into 2021, what can we expect to see from Dr. D? Well, I'm excited because Dr. D and the Dr. Mom, she will be starting some workshops, some health and wellness workshops, which I'm very excited about. Nice. Um, it will range from clean eating for parents to picky eaters. If you have kids who are picky eaters and just healthy lifestyles for family and how you can hone in on that and just make that a family routine. So I am super stoked about that workshop. And of course, you know, I started, I launched my podcast. The Dr. Yes. Mom Show was a YouTube channel and my podcast, my baby podcast is seven <laughs> weeks old. As, so I'm super duper looking forward to the growth of my podcast. And then this year, like you said, just like you said, Berta, that 2020, even though so much has happened, I totally count my blessings because this year, my sister and I launched our own publishing company called Alea um, and we even had clients coming to us before we launched it. I, I know that's it. how God works, you know, that's like, look, look at God, how he works. So, so my sister and I are just super excited about that, that, you know, there'll just be growth of the publishing company. You know, I feel that's another place where God has just laid on our hearts to offer a platform again for people mm -hmm. to tell their story and to turn their vision into a legacy. Um, so I'm super excited. I know that's, that's going to open up. Um, and I mean, those are the big things and I, I can't wait. I just can't wait for 2021. I think it's going to be a big year yes. and it's going to be a lot of fun. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, and I want to honor your time because I know that you are busy and I know you've got your three little ones probably back there waiting, <laughs> waiting for mom to, uh, get, to get to get, get the attention. So Dr. D tell us how we can find you, where we can look you up. How do we look up the Dr. Mom show and uh, what's the best way to get a hold of everything that you're doing? Yes. So you can check out my website. So that's www.drdelianmuchalak.com. I'll give that to Berta. <laughs> she has how to spell okay. that. That's my husband's fault. How to uh -huh. do that. Um, so everything's on there regarding the publishing company, the Dr. Mom show, um, the books that I've done. Um, if you would like me to be one of your speakers at your next event, you can also get on there too. Um, of course, you can go to YouTube. My show is under the Dr. Mom Show. And then uh, 
Apple Podcasts. You can look up The Dr. Mom Show on Spotify. Same thing, The Dr. Mom Show. And you can always reach out to me via email. It's show at gmail.com. And there's a link to that on my email also. And don't forget to follow on Instagram. It's at Dr. Mom underscore show. And then you can also follow me on Facebook at the Dr. Mom show too. So, so super excited. And I do have a private women's group called fearless, flourishing, fulfilled females, where I do weekly challenges, health tips, recipes. It's just a fun time. So you can always join that Facebook group. It's someplace where I just have a fun time. You'll see me looking all crazy doing a life video. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. And it really is. It's life. That's, that's how we do life, mom. That's right. And, and that's the truth. It's not always as perfect as we're, I mean, and I'm one of those real people like, yeah, what you see is what you get. I'm sorry. That's right. There's, no makeup today. There's no makeup today. And I don't care. I love um, it. But, um, but the truth is that, that, that we get to be real and we want to invite people into the realness of, listen, we're all, we all have different things to celebrate and different things that we're struggling with but if we if we can be there for each other and collaborate and and empowering and encouraging each other through it crap the world is going to be a much better place so So true dr d your book can you tell us a little bit about the book i know you have a bestseller yeah there yes so So i have a couple of books (laughs) um so i have a devotional called mom mom that stands for meditate overcome motivate Mm -hmm. um i wrote that devotion as a 30-day journal um, just to help every day, there's an affirmation, there's a scripture verse, just to remind moms that you're beautiful, you're strong, you're awesome. That's this is how God created us. And again, sometimes we forget how awesome and strong and the superpowers that we have, we forget how to utilize those. Uh, then I wrote a fun book, The Trip Season Me. That's my fun <laughs> autobiography about the first year with the baby. So that one's super fun kids book great illustrations in that book um and then i did my first collaboration that i spearheaded called women of war peace in the midst of the storm myself and 13 other authors came together and um collaborated on writing a story from our lives where we struggled but we came out victorious it may not have been the way we pictured it but you know what? God's way, God's timetable is always better than what we have planned, but we survived it. So it's just an empowering book on how to get through your struggle and to remind you that you are going to make it. So, and that, that mountain will be moved. So love it. Very, very cool. So see guys, there's a lot, a lot to, to catch up on, but look her up and I will definitely include the links to all of that when I post the podcast. But, uh, but I'm telling you, just follow her. You'll become an instant fan if you haven't already, if you didn't know her before. I know you've heard some things today that, that I'm sure have moved you and, and inspired you to, to more because that's what she's all about. Listen, it's, and we're all in this together. And, and the more right. we can hug each other through whatever is happening, the better we come out on the other side. So Dr. D, I am grateful, grateful, grateful. Thank like you, you so imagine. much. For you making the time i hope that you will be back as as yeah. things continue to grow <laughs> and as as you continue to plan these workshops that you're going to be into which i'm super excited about Thank and you. um and then we can all say well we knew her when right <laughs> <laughs> I but anyway listen stay safe and and Thank we'll we'll too. chat again all right sounds good thank you all 
Yes, absolutely. Okay, folks, so you heard it here. Go out there and do good and be great and go play outside. Have fun. <laughs>